here we go again. So here we are, again, sharing passages, scriptures, truth, knowledge, and wisdom of Abba Yahweh, Lord God, ancient of days, first and last, beginning, the end, Alpha Omega, the everlasting, the holy I am. <clears throat> the ancient of days has truth, knowledge, and wisdom that man tries to, in arrogance and finite minds, figure out, reword, change, God meant this. No, if God had meant that, he would have said that. But brothers and sisters, I'm going to share something with you. We, I've pointed out a, a few times about uh, thankfulness because of, of course, this is the day after Thanksgiving and or two days after now at uh, this time. Um, but I shared with you the thankfulness and that we, we can start with the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, for us because he loved us so much. We can be thankful that God loves us the way he does. We can be thankful for all the things that are around us and everything here. We can also be thankful, as it says in Isaiah chapter 26, Uh, chapter 26, I'm going to start in verse number three. Very important. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Pretty much what that's saying is God is always faithful. He is with us wherever we go and he will keep us with a peace that passeth all understanding because of his love for they that trust in him love God accept Jesus have faith in God and follow the Holy Spirit further verse 4 trust ye in the Lord forever for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength Verse 5 talks about those arrogant. When it talks about the lofty cities, it's uh, talking about, you know, and you can put it as those that have their palatial estates with their private entry and private gates. And and uh, what my mother used to call them? Oh, my grandma and my mom both used to call that hoity-toity. <laughs> Isaiah 26, verse 5. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high, the lofty city. He layeth it low, he layeth it low, even to the ground. He bringeth it even in the, even to dust. The foot shall tread it down, even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness, thou most upright, thus weigh the path of the just." God is with us always, and that loftiness doesn't mean anything to him. I've shared before, he doesn't care what you have or what you don't have. 
He doesn't care that your hair's not combed, that you might be a little unkept. But just thank God and be thankful that he loves us the way he does. There's always something to be thankful for. And I have heard individuals claiming to be Christian that, oh, I just don't have the joy. I just don't feel like I can be thankful today. Well, excuse me, did you wake up and draw breath that God breathed into you? Did you not draw that breath? Did you not get up and move around the house and fix yourself breakfast or have a cup of coffee? Anything at all? Don't take for granted the fact that God does these things for us, through us, by us, around us. It isn't anything that we're doing. Don't take the sovereign Lord God for granted. And there are many that do. They think that, oh, I'm going to get up tomorrow. No, you're not. It's got nothing to do with you. And tomorrow is not promised. You don't know that you're going to get up tomorrow. You lay down, you're going to sleep. You have no knowledge. Your mind is closed. Here's something that a lot of people don't realize. That we are closest to death while we're sleeping. That's why there's many scriptures and passages in the Bible that talk about death as a sleep. You are closest to death when you close your eyes and lay down and go to sleep. Your heart is barely beating. And your mind just starts shutting down. Tomorrow is not a problem. You, you may not get up. So why do you take for granted the fact that you're going to lay down, go to sleep, and wake up in the morning, and then do it all over again? There are so many things to be thankful for God about. His knowledge, His truth. The, this is the day that the Lord has made. We can read in Psalm 118. And this is uh, other, another portion of the... Of the uh, my reading that is talking about being thankful. And it says, this day that he has made, rejoice in this day of life. And when you go through the, the walk of this day or the new day dying and pray to God when you get up and you start, be thankful for the day. Be thankful that he breathed into your lungs and you have the day and Father God, guide me as I go through this day, the trials, whatever comes, come what may. You're with me. I know this. Guide my steps, Holy Spirit. Talk to him in the morning like that. And as we go through the day that way, we're going to see so much beauty and so many things going on around us. Ah, that man, these, these, these people that come in my job and they have these, oh, Beautiful babies. They're clients and they've been with me for such a while. The babies even start to recognize me in my voice when I talk. And they smile. And they giggle. There's nothing more precious. And I'm so thankful that God is telling me life is going to continue. Look at, look at this that I have made. Look what I brought here. Beautiful, and the, and the deep, guttural, genuine laugh 
that is without guile because they're laughing, because they're happy, they're joyful, and they know that they like the sound of a person's voice or how they're being talked to. And remember this too, I'm gonna remind you because it's truth, it's the truth and knowledge of the Lord God Almighty. Children are his favorite because they are born without guile. They don't know how to be deceptive. They don't know how to lie. They are taught. They are taught by an older child, by an adult, and sadly, sometimes a parent or both parents. Foul, filthy mouths and the sewage that comes spewing out, this child picks it up and learns it. And then they want to get upset with the child because they're repeating what they heard. And they're taught that lying is okay. Well, it's okay if you lie because you, you don't really want to tell them that, that that dress or pair of pants is not appropriate because it could hurt their feelings. So, oh, there's the key. It could hurt their feelings. It might not. Maybe they appreciate being told the truth. I've shared this with you before. But walk with God and talk to him through the day. Be thankful for the day. Even the trial and thing that comes up, thank you, God, why are you trying to take me this way and, and what is it that you want to teach me? Not why is in a complaint. Here's the thing that we have to remember is God does not operate a complaint department. He's the head of reparation. He's the chief executive, the, the president in charge of reparation. The great physician, the only begotten son of God, tried to get this and explain it to the Pharisees. Well, why am I having meal with them? Why am I supping with them? Because they are in need. They're, they're sick, they're lost, they're lonely. They, they need repair. I'm here to fix that. I didn't come down here to take care of everybody that thinks that they have everything that they need anyway. They're not sick, they're not law, or they believe themselves not to be lost. I came to serve those in need. And the Pharisees are so <clears throat> and God wants to take us on the high path. Sometimes it might be precipice uh, edges, but he's got his hand on us. You have to just remember when God says, "Jump, you jump." And have faith he's going to catch you. But don't go out and tempt, tempt God. Go out and jump off a cliff. God, you said you'd take care of me. Boom, and you hit the bottom and you're, now you're dead. It doesn't work that way. You don't jump off and do silly things. Now we're going to go into this knowledge and wisdom thing. You know that if you jump off the edge of a cliff, and you don't have a safety harness, you don't have a safety net, and you just jump out into the free air, and you start to free fall, faster and faster and faster, boom! You knew that was gonna happen, but not being wise, you jumped anyway. That's foolish, that's not wise. And it's also not how it works with God. You don't jump off the cliff and say, God, you said you'd save me. You told me that you had me in your righteous right 
hand, your strength is in your arms and that you're going to catch me. That's not exactly what he said. Be prudent in judging what you should and shouldn't do. I can remember as a child, I had heard, uh, I'd heard the phrase, pearls of wisdom. She had pearls of wisdom. He had pearls of wisdom. And there are people that have walked this earth and, uh, and there are many that will ridicule old people. Their, their mental faculties are still pretty sharp just not as quick to fling the blade as younger folks might be, but they've collected knowledge. Understand this, knowledge and wisdom are not synonymous. You can have one without the other, but you can't have one without the other. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you can be knowledgeable without wisdom, but to become wise, you have to have knowledge. Wisdom is a collection of knowledge and knowing how to apply it and make things happen or work. And as we go through life, always be thankful that God is teaching and, and bringing things to us. And remember too that we reside and a broken world. This is not our home, we just reside here. There's a difference. And there's a lot of people that say, well, I'm not gonna let that happen, this is my home. Well, that's sad because this is not my home. My home is in the kingdom of heaven. My home is as an heir and a joint heir with the son of God, Jesus Christ. And in my adoption letter in the book of Romans chapter eight tells me so heir and joint heir with Jesus, Savior, Emmanuel, God in us or God with us, Christ anointed of God. We all are, once we accept that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, we have faith in God and follow the leading and teaching of the Holy Spirit, we are heirs and joint heirs in the kingdom of heaven. This is not our home. I've shared that quotation with you before by Billy Graham. This is not my home. I'm just passing through. I'm on a work visa. I'm working for my Lord God, sovereign. I'm doing my father's business as Jesus when he was growing up as a child. And he tried to explain to his mother when he got separated from him and he was in the temple teaching as a 10-year-old boy. And the elders in the church were astounded by his authority, knowledge, and wisdom. Yes, wisdom at 10. Oh, how'd that happen? Well, let's see. He's the only begotten son of the Lord God Almighty. God sent him down here and was going to eventually grow into man and be crucified on the cross. But he had wisdom. Beyond anything man had seen, mammon didn't understand. They were confused. How could this child know so much and speak with such authority? 
Well, because they are his father's words. And because he was the word and the word was with God and the word was in God and was manifest and made flesh. The Bible tells us these things. We can't forget that we live in a fallen world where blessings and sorrows at the same time, they, they intermingle. It's almost like a, like a carousel. And you have it going in one direction and then you have a different that crosses the path over there. That's almost chaotic. Thinking about it and how it might appear and how it could be done. Goodness gracious. And if you stay focused on that and it becomes a downfall for many Christians and they can't deal with it. Oh, my joy is gone. I just, I can't praise God. I just don't feel like praising God. Oops, I don't feel like praising God. The holy of holies, the Lord God Almighty, the sovereign, the creator of all things, and you don't feel like praising God. Well, isn't that too bad? That's unfortunate. The Lord God Almighty is to be exalted in all things, lifted high, honored, revered. And never forget that this is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. David writes us in Psalm 118 and 24. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Those words are in David's Psalm 116. A thank offering. You have to take a moment from whatever it is that you're doing and say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Abba Yahweh. Thank you, Heavenly Father, the maker of all things made, Abba Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, Adonai, El Shaddai, Ashalom, Menohiku, Menoashi, Lord God, so many things to be thankful for. You are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God and I will exalt you. In your heart and mind, put them on high. Thanks is important. I am so thankful that my Lord God has answered my prayer. I ask him to share his truth and knowledge and wisdom. And he is honored so well. All right, the crux of the matter. I'm going to, I was going to read just, um, and, sh and I've shared with you as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But then the Spirit took me farther into it, and this is this is having to do with wisdom. And again, knowledge and wisdom are not synonymous. 
You can have one without the other, but you can't have one without the other. Am I confusing you again? You can have knowledge and not be wise, but wisdom comes from knowledge. I had an individual that was uh, trying to get work and the, and the chief engineer of this wanted his company to hire this person as he was hired. And then as he worked, he could go through and get his degree and so forth and so on. And the head engineer was so upset because he had a number of individuals that were working under him and he had to go back and redo their work all the time because of why they had book smarts they had knowledge, but they didn't have wisdom on how to take that knowledge and put things together. And he was so upset and beside himself because he had to go back and redo 99.9% of everything these guys did. And he wanted to hire this person the way he was hired, but his supervisors wouldn't allow that to happen because they were afraid of being sued. Oh my goodness. But let's get into Proverbs 3. I'm going to read Proverbs 3, and I'm just going to read through this. And I'm going to start, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm just going to read chap chapter 3, period. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Follow God's law. Follow his commandments. Do what he desires you to do and share the word. Be about his business. It will lengthen your days. It delights him. Further, verse 3, let not mercy and truth Forsake thee, bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. God delights in that. And when you do that, men are going to look and say, wow, you're so different. That's awesome. That's awesome. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. And now we're going to get into, as I was sharing, when you seek wisdom. Honor the Lord while thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase, so shall they, thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. I was trying to think of what my earthly father had this thing that he used to say all the time. It 
It might seem like punishment, but if I didn't love you, I wouldn't do this. There were things that were being, as a kid, you experiment and things you shouldn't do, and it wasn't pleasing to my earthly father. So being grounded or being punished some way. On an occasion, getting a, <laughs> getting a spanking. Further. Verse 13, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that canst desire, that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Comparing wisdom is to a beautiful woman. Wisdom is is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Further, verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The Lord, by wisdom, hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall thy life be until thy soul in grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked, when it cometh for the Lord shall be by the, shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken, being tripped up, stumbling, falling, getting hurt by this broken world. Further, verse 27, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it there by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing thee dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause. If he have done thee no harm, envy thou not the oppressor. and choose none of his ways. For the froward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. 
The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotions of fools. We're being counseled. The author of all the Proverbs is not certain that Solomon did all of the Proverbs, but certainly Solomon is a wise man. I use the present tense because he's in heaven. I believe. He believed. He had faith in God. God made an offer to Solomon. <clears throat> Pardon me. And he told him that he would grant him one thing, whatever it was that he wanted. And I think because he hung out with God so much that God's wisdom was already wearing off on him. And in a wise, prudent bargain that he had made with God, God, God told him, he said, hey, anything. One gift, I will give you anything. And what did Solomon pray for and was honored? Wisdom. Share your wisdom with me, Lord. And in wisdom, Solomon, of course, learned knowledge from God as well in teaching, but in the wisdom, he became the wealthiest and reports come back that he was the wisest man on earth at that time. And when I ask God to share and allow me to absorb things and become wise, it wasn't to be Solomon and all this other stuff. I'd do some knucklehead things sometimes. But to understand the word of God, to be about my father's business, to be able to explain things and share things, and to be in his word. Now we're going to digress just a tad. And we're going to go back over to those Pharisees that were practicing that. And Jesus tried to explain to me, he said, you don't know the truth. You wouldn't know the truth because the truth stand before you and has been the same from the beginning. When they first encountered Jesus, when they first started haranguing the man for teaching his disciples and all the things that they were doing wrong and was contrary to what they were supposed to be doing because the Pharisees told them how to do it and was telling everyone how to do it. But they were also very much self-absorbed. And as Jesus told me, he said, you wouldn't know the truth if it came up and bit you. So you don't know the truth because as it stands before you has been the same from the beginning because you don't speak the language of truth. You speak the language of the 
father, and that is lies and deception. And you understand that because you have spoken that language from the very first. And that language is lies, derision, accusation, condemnation. And you're very adept at pointing your fingers because that's the language of your father and your father is the devil. Boy, that really agitated him. And pretty much like the hypocrites when they brought the woman into the treasury of the temple and they did it in front of Jesus to try to trap him. Jesus knew that. They brought him in there and they were going to stone her in front of Jesus because she was caught caught in the very act of adultery. And they started rambling. They started going on. Yada, 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 yada. And Jesus just knelt down in the sand, kind of squatted down, and he started drawing with his finger. The scripture doesn't specifically say what he wrote. I wish it, I, now I'm curious about that. I have a suspicion of what he did. But he just knelt down and he started to scribble in the sand. And they were, now they're more agitated and they didn't get it. And here comes more, yada, 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 yada. He again squatted down in the sand and was writing and he just told him, he said, you who are without sin, cast the first stone. And the only one there that could have possibly done anything like that would have been Jesus. But he was not going to stone her. He was going to redeem her. He was going to make her sanctified. He was going to save her soul. And they started murmuring and they were looking at one another and then they just started dropping their stones and leaving one by one. And when they looked around, it was only him and her. And Jesus told he, it was a rhetorical question because he knew that they were gone. And then he simply asked, he said, where are your accusers? And she wasn't even paying attention because she had her head down. She was weeping and I'm sure she was just waiting to get conked with the first stone. It never came. And then she looked around and realized that it was only her and Jesus standing there. And he told her when she realized what had happened, that they were gone. Neither do I accuse you. I love you. Go and sin no more. And her life was changed. It didn't take a stoning. Brothers and sisters, we need to focus on being thankful constantly 
and don't get caught up in the turmoil and the hubbub of what goes on around us in the world. As I shared with you already, this world is alive with all that. And if you get caught up in those things that go around, instead of focusing on the the beauty and all the bright things and all the things that are going on, by the hands of God and you get caught up in all that darkness and that hubbub of restlessness and turmoil and you and you focus on that and you get focused instead of focusing on God and being thankful for everything he's done. Brothers and sisters, Have a thankful heart. Be joyful in the Lord, even in this broken world in which we live in. Seek truth, knowledge, and wisdom. Brothers and sisters, you are in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in? Always, every day.